Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. Stand up for your country. As I knew would happen. A lot of mail about this black national anthem that was sung at the Super Bowl. And of course, there is no black national anthem. And I'm going to explain this because this is much more than a song controversy. It is way bigger than that. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So the song is called Lift Every Voice and Sing. It was written in 1900. And some Americans have elevated the song to anthem status. But it's not officially anything. And anybody can say, well, that song is this or this song is that, whatever. They can say it. But here are the facts, okay? In 1916, President Woodrow Wilson signed an executive order designating the Star-Spangled Banner the national anthem of the United States, 1916. The song, as you know, was written by Francis Scott Key on September 14, 1814, during the War of 1812, while Key watched the barrage in Baltimore. Okay. In 1931, old Herbert Hoover 
signed into law a measure declaring the Star-Spangled Banner as the official national anthem of the United States. That was voted on in Congress, passed, Hoover signed it, end of story, one national anthem. There will never be another. Are we all clear on this? Okay, enter the race situation at the Super Bowl. Some people, as I reported yesterday, because I was in the stadium, didn't stand during Lift Every Voice. And that's fine. It was fine. I mean, the left-wing press is going to criticize them, okay. But there's no mandate to stand during that song, or America the Beautiful, for that matter. Gee, that was sung as well. I stood, and I explained it fairly vividly, out of respect for the 70% of African-American players in the NFL. 70%. And if you take a survey, they all like the song because it was written to lift the spirits of African-Americans who badly needed that. It is a noble song. So why wouldn't I stand? I stand on St. Patrick's Day when the saints go marching in as played. Okay. Now, why is this so divisive? Because there are white Americans that don't like black Americans, and there are black Americans that don't like white Americans. Okay? That's the truth. In my life, I've never really understood the skin color thing. That means nothing to me. But I do understand that if you are raised as a child in a home where the parents don't like white people or black people, that is going to hit you. And if your life experience includes a negative because of your skin color, you are going to incorporate that. For example, I know a very successful and intelligent African-American woman who was really hassled in a store, and there was no other reason because she was black. And that has, you know, made a tremendous effect on her. And I know a very intelligent white woman who was assaulted by a black guy in the street. Tremendous, tremendous effect on both individuals psychologically. But this blanket bias against people because of their skin color is not only morally wrong, because God created us all, though you're offending God, if you do that, if you believe that, all right? But it's dumb. Each individual should be evaluated, as Martin Luther King Jr. said, on the content of their character. So when I, I knew when I went out there and told you that I stood during the song that people would object, and they, and they have. Now, there are two types of objection. There's the objection that comes from bias, 
from racism. And then there's a, the objection that, well, all Americans, we shouldn't be divided by a song. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, that point of view, the latter, I think is worth discussing and debating, which is what I've done. Okay, I've explained why I did what I did. But I didn't look askance, word of the day, on anybody who didn't stand. I didn't. I didn't judge them or accuse them of being racist as the progressives do every single day. I did not. And about, mm, I would say, 25% of the stadium in Phoenix did not stand. A lot of people were distracted, as I said yesterday, because... The anthem was, uh, the national anthem was televised and, you know, on display right before kickoff. So everybody was honed in on the Star Spangled Banner and nobody knelt or we didn't have any of that. Okay. But the Lift Up song was 25 minutes before kickoff. A lot of people, even, I, it took me a little while focusing on what was going on. Okay. Um, the bottom line on this, and I hate to use the word bottom line, but I don't even know what other synonym there is for that, is that everyone should think about this. This is really worth thinking about, um, particularly if you object to people standing for the song. If you object to it, 
Think about why, based upon not only what I say, but ask around, discuss it. Because this is the only way that this country is going to get past this. So we're not one nation under God. Number one, Americans who don't believe in God are the fastest rising group among any religion. And number two, we're tribes now in this country. We're absolute tribes. We're not together. Now, on 9-11, we came together. World War II, we came together. All right? If there was another terrible incident, I'm not sure this country could come together again. The gulf between traditional people like me and the progressives is so vast, there's very little common ground. Now, if we have a common enemy like Al-Qaeda and ISIS, maybe we could come together, but I'm not sure anymore. Um, And objecting to a song that honors the struggle of African-Americans certainly is not going to bring us together. And that's the memo. Let's go to President Biden. Uh, He's all out there again today uh, talking about his economic genius. All right. That he is a fabulous economic guy and that he wants the economy uh, to reward work, not wealth. Uh, You know, on and on. The socialist tenant. That's what he wants. And he said so in the State of the Union with the living wage comment that everybody missed but me. Um, by the way, I'm going to be on News Nation tonight. And you might remember last Wednesday, I'm on every Wednesday with Cuomo. Cuomo said, oh, no, he meant to say um, minimum wage. No, he didn't. Believe me, it was living wage. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. So Biden's out there touting, uh, you know, that the trickle down effect is no good and it helps the wealthy and, and he's going to build the economy from the ground up, which is just bull. It'll never happen. What drives the American economy is consumer spending. If you are a gazillionaire, you spend more money. It's as simple as that. Okay. That money comes down to working class people. And you saw it in Phoenix. I saw it firsthand. Every worker in Maricopa County that was associated with the Super Bowl did really well, and it wasn't the ground up. But what Biden and others want is the government to control who gets what. That's what they want. Keep that in mind. It's going to be a big campaign issue. Guaranteed wages. Okay? So first I'm going to go with Biden himself. Here is his philosophy economically. And I ran for president, God, I, my word, to build the economy from the bottom up, bottom up and the middle out. Because when you do that, the poor have a chance to climb up a ladder. The middle class do well, and the wealthy still do very well. The poor have a better chance to climb up the ladder if people are tipping them $20 for driving them or whatever, rather than your insane federal policies that have driven inflation through the roof and damage the poor in America more than anything that I've seen in 30 years. Well, I don't know anything about economics, believe me. Bernie Sanders now. So this happened yesterday. He's speaking to National Teachers Union leaders. 
Roll it. We must understand that it is absurd that there are school districts throughout this country where there are major shortages of teachers. And if we understand the enormously important work that teachers do, that means, in my view, among many other things, that we should be paying public school teachers a minimum of at least $60,000 a year. Now, I don't disagree with the number. So teachers, 60000 a year, that's fair. They get 58000 now on average in this country. Now, if you're teaching in a rural district in Idaho, your expenses are far lower than if you're teaching in San Francisco or New York City. And each school district sets the wages for the teachers. Okay, that's how it's done. That's how what Bernie wants or Biden they want, this is what the teachers get no matter where you live, and then they'll tap on cost of living or whatever. But they want to make the play. Isn't it ironic? He's talking to teachers' unions because the unions set the teachers' salaries. But most places in the USA don't have unions. All right? So this is step number one. Everybody's sympathetic to teachers. Although I think police officers' minimum wage, you wouldn't get Bernie signing on to that. Uh-uh. But everybody's situation is different. However, we all know that teachers are vital. And we want to encourage bright people to enter the profession and stay there. But that's not the role of the federal government to impose any wage on the local counties the local school boards. And once you get one, it's never going to stop. The goal is, all right, to make a guaranteed wage law in the United States. That's socialism. That's what Sanders wants. Biden doesn't know what he wants, but that's what he's told to want. So the guaranteed wage would be 50,000, 55,000, and everybody would have to get that. Socialism. Okay. Um, Poll. AP. Associated Press, 1,068 adults. Democrat, 43. Republican, 39. Questions for Republicans only. Who is the current leader of the Republican Party? Donald Trump, 18%. Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, 11 Mitch McConnell, seven. Ron DeSantis, seven. Who should lead the Republican Party? Ron DeSantis, 22. Donald Trump, 20. Other, 21. Okay, yeah, it's pretty spread out. Questions for Democrats only. Who's the current leader of the Democratic Party? Biden, 41. Pelosi, seven. Schumer, seven. Hakeem Jeffries, second in command in the House, three. Who should lead the Democratic Party? Biden, 12. Only 12. Jeffries, five. Sanders, five. Cortez, five. So Biden, his own party doesn't even like him. Interesting. Now, that survey is about power. Who holds power? And right now in America, there is not one politician that holds vast power. The president, of course, has the office, 
but he's certainly not looked upon as a powerful man, even in his own party. So there's a new book, and it is a good book. I am learning a lot. Power, The 50 Truths, came out yesterday. It's written by our pal Doug Schoen, who you know, he's been on broadcast a lot. He works in politically, advises, he polls, he, he knows everybody. And he joins us now from New York City. Way to go, Doug. Thank you for uh, Thank educating you. me. My pleasure. No, no, way to go. Um, okay, let's start with uh, the regular folks. Many Americans, perhaps most, think they are powerless. Are they? Yes, I think most are, given the way our system works, the lack of cooperation you were talking about before, the role of money in politics. Ordinary people have far less power today than they've ever had before. And that is because of what? It is because of the way our society has developed, the way the political system functions, the way our political leaders operate. Ultimately, we are dealing in a country which is, in my judgment, in decline because we have a less engaged, less involved citizenry. Now, isn't that the fault of the individual citizen? who is less involved in their circumstance. They could go and get elected to the school board or they could run for mayor or they could do a whole bunch of things, attach themselves to campaigns of people that they admire, but um, only a few do that. And look, it's a very fair point. And Donald Trump became president because a whole cadre of people who were disenfranchised, disengaged, got active, and involved in his campaign through campaigning, funding, and advocating for the former president. So it can be done. It's just more difficult now. You have to have, right, right. So the people in the Trump campaign in 2016 when he won, they had Mm -hmm. more power then in 16 than you think they have now in 23. That's true. Yep, I do. I I think power is getting more dispersed throughout our society, hurting ordinary people, given the polarization, division, and nature of American society today. Now, I always say money is power. The more money that you have as an individual American, the more power, personal power that you have, because you have options, you can protect yourself, you can do certain things you want to do. Look at George Soros, how powerful that man is. He gives billions of dollars and buys political candidates to do what he wants. I mean, there's the best example of a private citizen, Soros, who has attained massive power through money, correct? Of course, exactly right. And that's what I was alluding to in my answer to your earlier question. Take the whole issue of the defund the police or cashless bail. That came from George Soros and the progressive wing of the party, electing DAs who, in my judgment, are outside the mainstream of our culture, values, and society. Okay, let's get specific now. You write about all the politicians that you know very well. We'll start with Trump. Now, Trump loves power, okay? Loves it. Yes, he does. Um, And I I wrote a book on the United States of Trump. And, you know, when 
I know the guy as well as anybody knows him. He loves power, loves it more than money, loves it more than interpersonal relationships. He loves it. He uses his power like a baseball bat. (laughs) If you threaten him and his power, because that's what it's all about, he just smashes you. It worked. Obviously, he would not have been elected president if he didn't use that kind of uh, technique. Is it still working? It is working more than most people would acknowledge. Trump remains strong. We've seen in the last few days his attacks on Ron uh, DeSantis or Ron DeSanctimonious on Medicare, Social Security, personal attacks as well. I don't count Donald Trump out. His understanding of how to exercise power, which I talk about in the book, is really preeminent and not fully understood. Okay. I think an argument can be made that Trump used the power of the presidency to protect Americans overseas during his four years. Putin and she did not want to mess with Trump. Would you agree with that? I, I would. And despite some rhetoric that I wouldn't have engaged in vis-a-vis Russia, he did arm Ukraine. He did hold the Russians and the Chinese at bay and ultimately defeated al-Qaeda. And uh, he was not the author, fortunately, of the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Okay. So that was a good thing on how aggressive he uses his power. Uh, You could say remain in Mexico policy, stop that. All power, power, power. However, he's perceived by most Americans now, and this is according to the polls, all right, as being too much of a megalomaniac, that he, he abuses his power with his constant attacks. So it looks to me like there's been a turn and the way he wields power is now working against him. To a very large degree, that is exactly right, Bill. By constantly attacking and not offering an alternative vision for our country and society, people look at him and say, will he ever talk about our needs rather than his needs? He exercises power intelligently and shrewdly But our society now is looking for new leadership because of the issues you've raised with Joe Biden and inflation, some foreign policy concerns, certainly that are writ large now. And the real question is, can Donald Trump rise to the occasion? Okay, let's go to Barack Obama. I know him fairly well, not nearly as well as Trump. And I saw the way he used power. I want to know if you agree with this. He was more passive aggressive. Trump is aggressive-aggressive in his wielding of power. Obama was more passive-aggressive. Behind the scenes is where he really did his work. Am I right or wrong? You're completely right. We did not get public leadership from uh, President Obama. I was witness in the book uh, uh, accounts for how Obama did precisely what you said, Bill, use power behind the scenes to influence behavior. But he was not the moral leader or the leader of our country 
with a few exceptions uh, during his presidency. Behind the scenes, if you offended Barack Obama, you were done, correct? Yes, that is absolutely true. But he would never go public, very rarely would he, and try to slice and dice you in front of the press and in front of the people like Trump does. Precisely correct. Which is a better, which is better? I, I think you need a combination of both. Uh, I worked, as you know, for Bill Clinton. He was somebody who, despite his flaws, could articulate a vision and he could play inside politics and most of all, keep a smile on his face. Was he ruthless, Bill Clinton, in the wielding of power? More so than you would ever imagine. No, not He not knew me. how to get results and he got them. Sadly, it was oftentimes when he was an extremist that he would get the most demonstrable results for him. And again, that give me, give me an him. example of him being an extremist. Oh, in, ex, in extremist. Whether that is what I was saying, he handled the scandals of his second term in a way to end his presidency with an over sixty percent. Uh, approval. He was able to position himself and pivot in the first term from a disastrous first two years to an overwhelming re-election by doing a balanced budget. Yeah, the, the economy propelled him. Now, uh, right. he was a uh, almost like Obama behind the scenes power wielder for. But Hillary Clinton, naked power, <laughs> so much different than her husband, correct? Yeah, she was more naked power and she was more, um, I, I use the word advisedly, malleable. That is, she was always looking for the new message, the new strategy, the new way to campaign, leaving people with the sense, frequently correct, correctly, that the first lady, uh, Bill Clinton's first lady, did not have a coherent and consistent vision for America that, in fact, she was just playing politics. All right. But she was out there and wanted the power. What they all four of them, Trump, Obama, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton have in common. What all four of them have in common is if you went against them, they were after you. Correct. And they stay. Yes. And they stayed after you. OK. They didn't forgive and forget. Finally, we cannot forget Joe Biden, the current president of the United States. Sure. Um, he looks befuddled often. He's not looked upon as a macho man or anything like that. Uh, how do you see him wielding his power? I think he was emboldened, Bill, by the results of the midterm, which no one uh, on the Democratic side or the Republican side felt would go his way. Biden understands that whatever his weakness, and he is quite weak in the polls still, notwithstanding that victory, his greatest ally are Republicans who play into his hands over and over, as we saw at the State of the Union. Biden a ruthless man? I think he knows, again, how to wield power, how to exercise it, and how to achieve results. Perhaps not as. Go ahead. I was going to say, perhaps not as ruthless as Trump and Obama or even Bill Clinton, but 
you don't get where he's been, vice president and president, without knowing how to um, exercise power, witness his deal with Jim Clyburn to uh, become the consensus front runner in yeah, the, the South Carolina deal. Front- sure. All right. The book is Power, Doug Schoen. And, uh, you know, if you're into politics and you really want to know what the behind the scenes stuff is, this is the book for you. Doug, good luck with it. We'll talk with you soon. Okay. thank you, Bill. Thank you again. You're very kind. Sure. All right. Uh, It's a very interesting story in Michigan State. As you know, another mass shooting. Uh, Three young uh, Americans, Brian Frazier, Alexandria Werner, uh, Arielle Anderson, all dead. Five others wounded, one in critical condition. Um, And this loon who goes in, um, Anthony McRae, 43 years old, uh, shoots them dead and then commits suicide. No reason for this. He didn't have any attachment to the school or to these people. Immediately, the progressive left is gun control, gun control, gun control. Governor Whitmer, gun control, gun control. None of them. None of them will point out to you and me that this guy, McCray, okay, was arrested in 2019, all right, three years ago, really, for carrying a concealed pistol without a permit. And then he got another charge because he was in an automobile, okay? He could have faced five years in prison. For those felonies, the, the first one's a felony, okay, and that means he would have been off the street and he couldn't have done the murders that he did at Michigan State. But no, no, okay? So Carol Seaman, all right, the Ingram County prosecutor and a Soros person, all right, pled it down so the guy didn't get any prison time. He got probation. Then he violated his probation, still wouldn't put him back in the, in the prison. They extended his probation. Okay? But you don't hear Whitmer or Biden or Kamala or anybody go, hey, maybe the soft on criminal approach to people with guns isn't working. No. It's the guns themselves, not the people shooting the guns that the progressives care about. Awful. Just awful. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I see this every day here in New York City, by the way. 
L.A., crime-ridden, town is out of control. Well, they have a new public safety initiative, okay? It's unarmed policing. You ready for this? Includes yoga, healing circles, and meditation. Yes. All right. This was launched this week in L.A., 2 million city funding. Project TURN, Therapeutic Unarmed Response for Neighborhoods. So they're going to bring the yoga people in to convince the drug gangs not to shoot anybody. Maybe because they'll have their hand over here. I don't sure. This is insane. L.A., you voted for it. Balloon latest. There is no latest other than the Chinese saying they're going to take countermeasures against U.S. entities. So apparently uh, America has sanctioned six Chinese companies that work in the aerospace program. Okay. Um, I'm on Hannity today on his radio program. And you can get that on BillOReilly.com, access it. And I just, Hannity's real charged up about this. I see it differently. So that might be a good thing to listen to. But there isn't any hard news update for you other than that. Disney is the most woke company in the world. Now I'm convinced. Okay. So on February 1st, this month, all right, a message of anti-whiteness was put on a Disney Plus program. The show is called The Proud Family. And here is a clip. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. That's just preposterous. All right. I'm writing a book called Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. New England, Plymouth, Salem, they were the first structured colony. Yes, there were people in Virginia, and they were farming to live, okay? And then slaves came over, were brought here brutally, and the agrarian economy in the South was dependent on slaves, but not in the North. There were slaves there, but the economy was not dependent on them in any way at all. Not in Boston, not in New York, not in Philadelphia, nowhere. So this lie that Disney pushes out under the banner of entertainment is insidious and dishonest. I will never, ever consume another Disney product again. This day in history, February 15th, 1898. The battleship Maine, USS Maine, explodes and sinks in Havana Harbor, leading to the Spanish-American War. Fascinating. 268 U.S. sailors dead, three-quarters of the crew. The Maine just blows up. Now, a Navy captain said it was a spontaneous fire that led to the explosion. But Teddy Roosevelt said bull 
and he was the assistant secretary of the Navy at the time, this was sabotage. The Spanish blew up the Maine. William Randolph Hearst, who owned all the tabloids, backed Roosevelt, okay? And they led America into the Spanish-American War. Now, that came because Cuba was trying to get its freedom from Spain. And the USS Maine was there to evacuate Americans in Cuba in that conflict. But that led directly to the Spanish-American War. And it's never been resolved whether it was the Spanish blowing up that ship or a combustible fire caused by no one. Never been defined, interestingly enough. That happened today, that blow up. Um, let's take a quick break. Mail, uh, a lot of it about the anthem and a final thought. Okay, let's go to the mail. Larry D. Bitonto, Bel Air, Maryland. I heard your explanation of the black anthem, but I believe there should be only one anthem, and when it is played, I stand out respect. All other songs are just that songs. Okay. Priscilla Happel, Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Your coverage of the Super Bowl before, during, and after was very good, O'Reilly. Take exception to the Black National Anthem. My concern, question to you, is why does the black community need a special song? Because they were brutalized for 250 years. All right? Let's be honest. African Americans, a terrible legacy in this country. Now, we have done everything that I think we can do as a country to reverse that. But back then... In the year 1900, when that song was written, there was a lot of suffering. So if they want a special song, we should give them a special song. Dan Doviak, Tolan, uh, Connecticut. Tolan, Tolan, I should know that. I worked in Hartford. Bill, more than a 20-year listener and watcher, my most trusted journalist and historian is you, of all your killing books. I'm okay with the singing of Lift Every Voice before the Super Bowl, but I'm not okay would it be called a national anthem? Well, I'm glad you were dialed in because it isn't. Anybody calls it out as being fallacious for the day. Howard Sherratt, Cibolo, Texas. The reason Carrie Lake didn't stand for the song is that every time a theme is created that we are going to stand and show respect. As you said, most of the NFL is black. So what? No, it isn't just so what. We need to respect each other. Important. Bob Halkin, Houston, Texas. I fully agree with your statement. Our country benefits from the Super Bowl. Um, the world as a whole is suffering, and they need to know the United States is still a leader, and it is. Jerry Grown, Libertyville, Illinois. I disagree with you on Nikki Haley. I think she's a good person, make good president. You're implying I don't think she's a good person, which I... I, I've met her once. I think she's a fine person, but I, she'd have to prove to me she'd be a good president. I'm not going to just hop on that bandwagon. Um, okay. So uh, I mentioned Killing the Witches. You can pre-order that book. It's hot. It's a hot book. Get a lot of pre-orders on it. Uh, you're going to be very pleased with this book, and it's not what it appears to be. There's plenty of witches, plenty of killing, but it's much bigger than that. And then we have Killing the Legends, still a factor, pardon the pun. <laughs> um, and I, if you haven't read it, I mean, it's a good book. You'll, you'll like it. Going on spring break, get that. Okay, word of the day, no caper lash. 
Caper Lash. C-A-P-E-R-L-A-S-H. Caper Lash. Brand new word. I just learned it. Caper Lash. Been writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, no caper lash, name in town. If you wish to opine, back with a final thought in a moment. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, final thought. I like this, uh, I like this team normal thing. I like it. Here is the prototype. We have red, white, and blue hats. Team Laurel. I designed the logo. Okay? But I got to help with a little flag and the O. Um, love this. Mug. Okay, red, white, and blue. All the stuff comes in red, white, and blue. We got polos. Okay, we got stickers. Now, why do I like this so much? Number one, it's not political. Team normal is not political. It means you are a clear thinking person. You are not a loon. Okay, that's important. Everybody can get into the team normal. Now, if you want to be team crazy, that's the other team. Okay, that's up to you. But I purposely designed this campaign to send a message that good people, whether you're conservative or liberal or traditional or libertarian or whatever, there's common ground. Because normal people want to have conversations and they really want, you know, a lot of input. The crazy people, that's team crazy. And again, MSNBC can do that, but we're doing team normal. So you can pre-order this stuff. We're going to have it quick. I yelled at him yesterday. We got, I'm going to explain why I don't have it right now. There's a little supply line stuff, but we are cutting through it. But if you want to uh, pre-order, you don't have to pay until we have it. And you can cancel anytime. It's no obligation. But get online because this is a huge thing. All right, BillOReilly.com store. It's where you go for all of the stuff. And this hat is going with me. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a spring break in March. It's going with me to the beach. Team normal. And you know, everybody's going to go, what's team normal? And then you explain the two teams in a nice way. All right. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorney's 
at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.